Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Let's just get right into it. Guys, we have Mads on the podcast today for her second time being a guest. I'm so excited to have you on. We're going to talk about the 12 week transformative, transformative transformation program type of thing that we've been doing that we just completed last week. And it's going to be a good episode. How are you, Matt? I'm so good. How are you, Memes? I'm so good. I'm so, so good. I can't believe our 12 week program has been completed. Like, it's crazy how fast the time went. Came and gone like so quickly. I swore we just started it and then I blinked and here we are 12 weeks of transformation later and we've got another one set up. So <laughs> yeah, guys, because we were having such a good time every week talking on the phone and doing our coaching program when the 12 weeks ended, Mads and I came up with a new 12 week program. <laughs> so, you know. Oh my gosh. Okay. So for people that have no idea what this program is about, for people that have no idea what you do. Obviously we don't want to get into a whole, um, life story. Cause we did that in the first episode. And guys, if you haven't listened to our first episode, we did it together, then make sure to go check that out after this one. But, um, cause Mads goes into like her story and how she, you know, became the woman she is today. But going back to, uh, the program and like the coaching stuff that you offer and like how you work with your clients, like mm-hmm. what would you, how would you describe that to someone that doesn't really know what you do? Something like you meet at a dinner party or something. So I think, I mean, it always depends on who I'm meeting. I always kind of read the energy, but for someone like you, I would explain that um, I help you manipulate your quantum field, um, which is essentially whenever you move stagnant energy out of your lower chakras, we can get a full flow of energy all the way around your body. It kind of looks like a vortex. And with the program that you and I just did, um, because you had already cleared out so much of that stagnant energy, what we were working on was mastering the harmony in them and the balance and keeping them at really like good levels, like functioning levels. So, wow. Yeah. Super cool. And then full of transparency because you know that I'm like the most open on this podcast. What was your honest opinion from the past 12 weeks with my work and my ups and downs throughout the program and my personal development? Like say all the good and the bad. I don't care. Okay. I love it. There's, there's really no bad, honestly. I think there's always two perspectives in which I see um, a client. It's through main, mainly like the higher self, my coach self. But I think too, because we've also gotten so close as friends, I've gotten uh, to see you through my ego a little bit more as well, which I think is really cool. And I think the first thing that I would note is I've noticed how vulnerable and strong someone can be um, despite like social challenges. Um, there are like, to be quite frank, there are certain messages that you had shared with me in the 12 weeks that I, I feel like getting emotional, but like it would actually really, it would have really affected me as a person. And, you know, we, we talked about the ups and downs that it caused you and the triggers that it brought up. And I think just seeing how you've been able to keep your sense of vulnerability, um, as well as this really beautiful strength and resilience and like level-headedness has been my favorite thing to see you strengthen and kind of become more empowered in. Um, and through my ego, I would say it's just nice to see someone. I think 
you know, um, before we had had our first conversation, and I have mentioned this to you before, is you always think someone with a lot of followers has kind of lost their humanness. And I'm just so happy to have been proven so wrong on that because wow. I've, I, you're one of the most genuine people I've met. And that's why I'm so happy to continue this. And it's deeper than just coaching at this point. So those are the two ways that I've seen you in, in the last oh three gosh. and a half months. Yeah. I love you yeah. so much. Thank you for saying you. that. That's no, like, honestly. that is so nice of you. And, you know, it's funny that you say that because even though I have Instagram followers and podcast listeners and stuff, like I actually definitely have that same belief with people that have you even more followers, you know, like I definitely have met so many people in this industry and a lot of them have lost their humanness, I think, and are so in their ego because imagine human beings that love their ego so much that they're are addicted <laughs> to their ego. Yeah. Imagine being given so much praise and attention every day. Like it, it's only natural for it to get to our heads. Right. So that's something that I've noticed as well. And obviously, you know, I, I definitely think that there are so many influencers out there, people with followers that are still very, very human, but there are a lot that aren't just exactly. like in real life as well. You know, like I know people with no followers that are in their ego and, and stuff. So it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, interesting industry, but yeah, that's just so, I love that you said that. So thank you. Um, that's so true. What about, let's talk about. So over the past 12 weeks, and I've been honest with on my podcast about my moods mm-hmm. being up and down a lot as well. Um, I'm in a really good place right now. Um, and I have been for the past few weeks for sure. But And throughout the past 12 weeks with you, it's it's been going up. Like it's it hasn't been linear. It hasn't been a straight line. Nope. But it's it's definitely from point A to Z, it's it's gone up in happiness, which is yeah obviously incredible and a lot of personal growth and learning a lot about myself because as you know, I've never really had a coach before. I haven't had someone to hold me accountable every single week talking about my shit. I'm very honest. And, you know, I I've had people in the past, like on one-offs, but I've never had someone so consistent for me to share with. And I never really thought I necessarily needed it until I met you and I was like, I need it. (laughs) I love it. Thank you. And I, and I'm just, I love it too. I just wanted to ask you like, what, is it normal for people to go up and down a lot? And like, I've had so many ups and downs and like, remember that time, was it like three weeks ago where I like totally felt like I had made no progress. I was really down about myself. I was PMSing like crazy. And I was like, just not myself. Like, is that normal? It's so normal. I haven't seen anyone. So I'm currently coaching about a dozen people and I haven't seen anyone who is, on this linear path toward um, ultimate peace, like mind and body peace, because that seems to be what the common goal is, this lightness. And um, I've noticed with women, it tends to be more hormonally based, um, which is not something I actually know too much about. It's something that I should get into researching to compare, uh, but so normal. And I think too, what's been so nice to notice with you is I think within let's say like the first half of the program, I think it was a little bit more up and down. We were having, you know, maybe like one day a week where we were like, okay, Mads, like I need a little bit of a kick. And I don't know if you noticed, but it really started sparsing out quite a bit. You needed me less and less for those reminders or, you know, like get up Mimi, go do your routine. Like 
the last four weeks, I've barely had to say like squeak to you. Like it's just been, how are you doing? Like, keep it up. I'm feeling great. Like it's awesome. Um, so super normal to have be up and down, but the way it's progressed and how, um, few and far between the downs are coming for you. It's been huge progress. Yeah. Oh my God. Good. I'm so happy too. And you know, all of like the, the tips and, and things you've suggested I've started to do have really helped me. Like, and guys, just to give you a bit of backstory, if you haven't heard my last solo episode, I talked about the 55 day challenge that I'm doing till the end of the year. And Mads was the reason that I decided to do this because we were on a, on our last call, our last session or a second last session. I think it was our second last one. Yeah. Second last session. And we were like, okay, how do we, cause I was feeling super motivated after kind of getting out of a weird week. And we were like, how do we kickstart this and, and feel really good for the end of the year? You know, this is usually the time where people fall off track, November, December, you know, not feeling great about themselves and anxiety with the holidays and family and, you know, all the triggery stuff. <laughs> um, so we came up with this plan and it's been really good. And I think we're going to, we're going to keep it going into our next 12 week session that starts next week. And okay. I have a question for you for just the general public to know Mm -hmm. from a coach's perspective, what are some daily habits that will help essentially all of your clients feel better and happier and just more them in their lives? Um, so I always like to call it a quick 15 meditate, hydrate, and journal five minutes for each. Everyone has 15 minutes in their day. Even if you work a nine to five at the mall, you're given a 15 minute break. Um, there is time to squeeze it in there. Drink some water. It should be the first thing you do in the morning. Meditate, balance yourself, figure out where your mind's at, check in with yourself. We don't do that enough in this society. We're so fast paced. Um, and then journaling kind of get your thoughts out, get them on paper, release them so you can go about your day. It'll change anyone's life. It doesn't have to be deep. Yeah. You know, the journaling exercise that has really been fun for me to do that you introduced me to scribing. Oh, I love scribing. Can we talk about that? Yes. Can you explain what scribing is to the audience? Cause guys, I've been obsessed with this. I put my headphones on, put some meditation music on and get in the zone. How do you, what is scribing? Scribing, so there, it's synonymous with automatic writing. So it's a type of channeling that anyone can do. And I like to um, pair it with binaural hertz. So that's often the meditation music that Mimi is talking about. And this is just these really beautiful frequencies that will open up your chakras. And it helps you kind of tune in, get into this theta state, this meditative state where you can really just connect with your higher self. And What I mean by higher self is that voice in your mind, not the one that talks back to you negatively, that's your ego, but the one that supports you and says, you know, it's going to be okay. And what it does is it allows that voice to come through. And so often I recommend that someone closes their eyes, kind of start grounding, do some box breaths, and then you can type or hand write. And the idea is to write your entire stream of thoughts without stopping. Um, even if none of them make sense, and then you're to decode them after and see what kind of subliminal messages come in through your higher self and what you need to process. And it's a really, really deep, uh, it can be really deep and thought provoking. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. Like if I'm torn and I'm like trying to figure something out, I'll write about it. And then remember that one time when I was scribing and like my higher self came through and Yeah, I was writing in like um, 
like I was talking to myself being like, okay, I, this, 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 this. And then I started writing, writing, writing. And then it was like you, and it started like changing the tone. Like you can do it. It's all up to you. You know what it is. Like, it was like my higher self talking to me and I was just writing, writing, writing. And it was like, I was having a conversation. <laughs> this sounds like I should go to a mental hospital, but I was literally having a conversation it does. with her. It does. And I always say that whenever I'm teaching people about like a certain type of meditation as well, you're going to sound a bit cuckoo because you're going to talk to yourself in third person. But this is what is so healing. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of like scribing is a type of third person conversation with yourself. And it promotes so much healing. Like you get, you got so much insight and it was very poetic too. The more that you tune into that higher voice, it becomes more poetic, the type of writing that you get. So it's very poetic. It's yeah. super cool. Yeah, no, it's incredible. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what else? Like what other is you the 15 minutes, the journaling, meditating, hydrating. And then when people, this is a a big one that we've actually been working on over the past 12 weeks is, you know, when we've gone through so much growth and we know what we need to do differently to feel better in our days, we know what habits we want to change. You know, we know, we know what we want, but then it's like actually putting it into action in the moment when we're craving to do the old habit or to be the old self. How do you advise people to change in the moment when it's the hardest? I think to keep it as you know general as we can, you just need to want it bad enough. I think everyone is going to have something different. For example, the way that I approach it with you, like maybe be your best self. Like this is not the you that's going to make you know your six-figure months or this or that. Um, make those better decisions so you can be your ultimate self. Generally, I would just say you have to you have to want it bad enough. If you're not willing to tell yourself and force yourself to get up and do the meditation instead of the mindless scrolling, then no offense, but you don't want your goals bad enough. And I, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that recently. Well, how like how can I just do it? I can't go to your apartment and pick you up and make you do it. You have to do that. You have to find what drives you. Um, and I think if you don't know what that is, that's where you need to start. If you, if you don't know how to get up and do the structure, figure out why you don't know how or why you feel like you can't. Um, you just you need to want it bad enough. That's so good. How, how much do you want to feel good? How good yeah. do you want to feel? How, how badly do you want to feel good? Yeah. And it's about asking yourself too, do you know, do you want to be uncomfortable for the next three, four or five months while you solidify this structure? Or do you want to be uncomfortable for the next five, 10, 15 years? It's your choice. Yeah. Which one do you want more? Work for it. And that's what I would have to say. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's tough love. It's good. It is, but it's so, like, it's, it's true, right? Like we need to choose it for ourselves. You need to choose the best for yourself. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. I just feel like it's been so good over the past 12 weeks because not once have I lied to you. <laughs> no, not at all. That's what a awesome. lot of people, yeah, a lot of people like lied. They're like coaches or therapists or whatever. Like they like, it's like, oh yeah, I was fine this week. But with you, I feel like I just can't lie. I like if, if I had a bad week or I did something off or like that, something that wasn't resonating with who I really am, something that doesn't align with me. Like, I wouldn't be able to lie to you about it. Like, I feel like you just know me too well at this point. And you'd be like, no. And I'm also a really bad liar. But like, have you ever, not to like get into any (laughs) names or anything, but like, have you ever, like, how do you deal with clients? Like maybe pretending everything's okay when it's not, you know? 
I think, you know, I've learned that it's a default of the ego. It's some sort of um, armor of protection when we say I'm fine, everything's good. But whenever I just tend to dig into more questions like, okay, well, what did you do this week? Why didn't you do this? Um, It's really hard for someone to defend that they've had a great week when they haven't done their routine that I've implemented for them. Um, Often if they're feeling uncomfortable, I always like to say, you know, you don't have to tell me what's going on and it's okay to be feeling and having a hard time right now because the thing is, is with these programs that I've created and the one we're about to do they're well, yours, the next one's going to be a little bit easier for you. Uh, it's a little bit more light, but they're not meant to be easy. You're not meant to be happy for the 12 weeks. You're meant to be trying to figure out what it is that makes you happy. So I just really try and give them that like tender moment and that space where, you know, if you just want to sit here for five minutes before we get into our meeting, so you can just feel that broodiness, like, let's do it. Um, it's usually just a protection, feeling unsafe for some reason. And we usually get to dig around that and then we can build some sort of trust to open it up. But mm. it's, it's not as uncommon as people would think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I know that you go through your own growth as well throughout all of this. No oh, one girl. is 100% perfect. <laughs> we all know that. And oh yeah, I want to know from your perspective, does coaching clients inspire you, help you in your own journey, in your own path, in your own personal growth and development? Like, and if so, how? Every day. I learn something from my coaching clients every single day. It might not be the same one every week, but I'm learning something every day from one of them. Um, You've got some clients who um, feel like, um, how do I word this in the best way? I love all of my clients so deeply. And it's always fun because we can always actively open up and say, hey, that was your ego that was talking there. Um, But some people have more combative egos. They're not as open to certain structures because their ego knows it causes transcendence and the ego doesn't want transcendence. Um, But what's your question again? I totally forgot where we're going with this. (laughs) Your own growth and how seeing other people go through their own growth inspires your growth. Yeah. And so, so in instances like that, where someone's a little bit more combative, um, rather their ego is for me, that would teach me, you know, patience, tolerance, empathy, compassion. Um, you know, if I am in a bit more of a 3d mindset, it's easy to get impatient with a client. And that's where I have to pause and remember Madison, this isn't what you do get back into that fifth dimensional energy and have some compassion because obviously they're being combative for a reason there is something here that we're getting to. Um, so I'm always learning something. And it's not even just through those moments. Um, today I had a client um, who we were just doing a chakra assessment and she had a family member come in and I was able to give such a beautiful message. And it literally had nothing to do with me. It wasn't a teaching moment, but it reminded me, like I'm going to get emotional talking, but it reminded me why I do what I do. And, you know, it's been a very been one of those weeks has been exhausting. And today I needed that from my client and from their spirit team to remind me, hey, like this is this is what keeps you going. And so I'm always learning stuff emotionally, mentally, logically. It's all I went on a tangent there, but it's, it's always and I love this is why I needed you to be my coach because you approach things from such a unique perspective. You are like better than a therapist in my opinion. (laughs) Like I've been to therapy before when I was young, not 
anytime recently and maybe I just didn't go to the right person. And I know it's actually been incredible for so many people like going to traditional therapy. It's just something that's never technically really worked for me. So you bridge that with like more actionable guided coaching. And I think because you have your spiritual intelligence and because you have your gifts and you have been through a lot in your life, you know, people can hear about that in our first episode together. I think that is why you're so good at what you do. It's because of all of those things all together. And it's such a unique coaching session that we have. And it, every time it's different, I find, you know, every single time it's different and it caters to what I need. And, you know, the time goes by so quickly that one hour a week or two hours a week. And, uh, no, it's, it's super special and very cool. And you've helped me be more intuitive. You've helped me feel more powerful in my intuition. The past few weeks, Mads, (laughs) I have felt powerful. You know how big of a scaredy cat I was? Yeah. Like, let's talk about that. Like (laughs) if your clients are like terrified, because I don't know necessarily 100% what I believe in. Like I am very open to all possibility. And like, I do believe there's different energies and and there's something out there that we can't necessarily see, but like, I'm still trying to figure out my, you know, spiritual awakening or beliefs or whatever it is. And, um, I was really scared. I was full of fear in our first, you know, let's say half sessions or first six weeks together because I had been scarred from being a child and watching horror movies on ghosts (laughs) and all that stuff. And, Let's let's keep it straight here. Let's let's keep it real. I am not interested in seeing any fucking spirit or any ghost or anything. And I'm I'm not. We're we're telling the world this is it. This is not for me. Me, <laughs> but I'm less scared now, and yeah. I trust myself and my power more now. So, I think that's yeah. my favorite thing to have seen too, because I think the reason meditation is so scary. The reason the occult and spiritual is so scary is because that's what people think of immediately. They think exorcism, poltergeist, whatever kind of, I don't even know what people watch, but um, I've always steered very clear of that kind of stuff. Um, And I think that once you kind of overcome that and you realize that, you know, let's go based off Joe Dispenza here, you create your world. You are the placebo. You create everything within and without of you, outside of you. So if there's going to be demons coming at you, it's a huge reflection as as to what's going on internally. So there's really nothing to fear if you're taking care of yourself. Um, Totally. It attracts like, so. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like that has been huge for me, just trusting in myself and like just knowing that I will attract any energy that I put out there, which is good and bad. And yeah, that's it. And, and just being able to meditate deeper now as well. Oh my gosh. Since doing our work together, my meditations have been so damn incredible, like deep as hell. And, um, I love it. I just love it so much. It's taken it to the next level. Is it the uh, connection like with yourself that you find is getting stronger or like the timing of how quickly you can get into the meditation? Is it both? What do you find has maximized? Good question. I think both. Okay, cool. I really think both. Like I get into the zone faster. I, I feel like I'm just me more often. I can't even tell you Mads. I feel like me. I feel like her. Like I, I, even if I'm like, even if I shouldn't feel like her, like if I've done something that wouldn't have been her, like 
you know, for example, we'll talk about how last night I had a drink, one drink, and I'm so sober curious. And I didn't feel that I I didn't feel very aligned with it. But in the moment, I felt aligned with it. And in the moment, I had, you know, my uncle and his wife and Ben, we were having a beautiful dinner and they had great red wine. And I had, you know, like I had a glass and I felt drunk fully because I'm such a lightweight <laughs> and it was fun last night. But then this morning I woke up feeling hungover from one drink. I swear to God, I, I'm not lying or exaggerating. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm so sensitive to it. And I was feeling very slow this morning and you were like, Mimi, it's fine. You know, and old me would have been like, oh, you know, I wasn't that good last night. Like I had a drink. So maybe today I don't do meditation or whatever it is. And I didn't. And I've been me. I've been her, my best self all day with a bit of a headache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fair. Drink a little bit more coconut water, aloe water, and you'll be good to go. But, um, I was so happy to hear that. I saw that you were making cookies yesterday. I was like, good. I was like, have some fun. That's one thing, uh, we've been discussing in our sessions, mostly at the end with Mimi is allowing her to have a little bit more fun, feeling like she can let loose a little bit more. And this morning she was like, I'm so slow. Like uh, I need to get my morning routine. I'm like, okay, so go do it. Take your time. Grab some water, go and meditate, go read, do your thing. Um, you can live your life. And I think what shows is, you know, 12 weeks ago, if you would have had a drink, it might have been very different than last night when you had a drink and you didn't res- like result back into those old, old patterns. patterns of didn't overeat, well. didn't like, because usually when I used to drink, it'd be like, oh my God, finally I can like overeat and be naughty because like I'm my you know like I'm, I can because I can just blame it on being drunk and stuff yeah. but I didn't even I have gotten rid of so many old bad habits that were holding on for dear life that would only come up once in a while but I honestly like I'm not even attracted to the old ego habits Let's take a quick break from this episode and hear from one of our sponsors, Noom. Noom is a healthy lifestyle platform that helps people change habits and develop a better relationship with themselves and food. The platform adjusts your lifestyle and they teach the psychology behind the decisions that you make. Plus, they help you keep track of things like your workouts, your steps, and all that jazz. I love to track my steps, so Noom is great for that. I love to study psychology, and Noom is really good for that too. Noom is super easy to use, and it just takes 10 minutes a day. I love how Noom is based in psychology. It really teaches you why you do the things that you do, and it empowers you with the tools for positive change. You don't have to change everything in one day to get healthier, so try out a Noom trial today at noom.com forward slash Mimi. That is noom.com forward slash Mimi. Go try out a Noom trial today at noom.com forward slash Mimi. Now back to the episode. It's just, it's so good to see you happy and enjoying it because we, I think the important thing too that sometimes we forget as souls here, we came to the physical Yes, to test ourselves, dense here, it's hard, but also to enjoy the physical things like food, uh, like sex, like food, like material items. Um, so enjoy those things while you can, while you're here. And that's been one of my favorite things to see you just tackle and really transform. Do you want to know what you've also really taught me? And, you know, this whole work of like, you know, the law of attraction, energy, this, 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 I feel like I was applying it to so many things in my life, except for food and body. Mm. I truly feel like, and listen, like, of course I've been through my weight loss over the year and a half and it's been such a journey and a process and all that jazz. But like, I still had a huge limiting belief that I had to eat really low carb and I had to, I couldn't lose weight easily. 
or be in my best body easily or be in my happiest, leanest, most thriving, energized body easily. I always felt like this deep down belief that it should be hard. But the moment that I really started to embody that feeling of just like loving who I am now while doing the things that make me feel good, not restricting because, and listen, for me, like I actually haven't restricted in a long time. Like I, I was never good at restricting. It was, I was always good at overeating. (laughs) I mean, I'm in restricting in the sense of like not eating carbs because that was a restriction that I really had for so long because it just became part of me. And I was like, oh, like it's healthy to not eat carbs and stuff. And I've really come to a realization that I feel way better eating some healthy carbs and yes, the English muffin, but it still is a brown rice English muffin and it doesn't make me feel crappy and lethargic. So I like it, but I think, you know, I'm very lucky to love the healthy foods that I eat. And if I really was craving a white English muffin and my body was like, please do it, then I will, you know? So yeah, so that's the biggest transformation I've seen as well with my mind body connection is like, I don't have to I can be in my best body effortlessly if I just stop obsessing over food. And like, I feel like I've been preaching this for so long over the past year and a half since I have lost like my, the the weight that I lost. And, but I'm not going to lie. Like it definitely, I was preaching it and talking about it in moments embodying it, but it wasn't 100% embodying. I wasn't, I'd go back to the old way of thinking and stuff all the time. And I think until I was starting to eat more carbs two months ago, um, around the same time where we were kind of in the middle of our work together. Um, it's been like a whole shift. And and I really think anyone listening right now, like, you know, your body, I didn't know if I liked, if my body liked carbs and rocks for so long, I would eat carbs with like a negative intent. You know, I would eat them and be like, Oh, this is not good for me. Um, but whereas now I'm just like, I listen to my body and by doing so I don't overeat. And I feel like really good in my body right now. So yeah. No, that it's so true. And I think, you know, if we're going to talk about law of attraction and manifestation, one of the easiest things, well, we're going to go very lightly on the word easy, but if we're going to talk on scale of, you know, how hard something is or how easy it is, it's so easy to manifest the body that you want and the mind that you want, because it's already a part of you. It's not something that you need to pull from outside of you toward you. It's already within you. And so as soon as you tap into that and you truly understand the power of your intentions and get mindful with it, so important. I always like to tell people, have I told you about um, like how water has consciousness? No, but I, I know a little bit about this. So wait, let's talk about it. Yeah. So it's kind of the same idea. I, I recommend this uh, to anyone is with your food, do the same thing as your water. So water has consciousness. So whenever you pour yourself a glass of water and you look at it and you say, thank you for purifying my body. Thank you for hydrating my skin. You can take it a step further. Thank you for clearing my acne. Um, the water is going to absorb that intention because it's a vibrational frequency from your voice that it's going to pick up. And it's going to promote that throughout your body. You're going to visualize it and all of that. You can also do this with your food. And it's so cool. You want to like, it sounds weird. And if I really think back to it, maybe this is something I learned when I went to Catholic school. Um, But even as a spiritual person, and it's not even about thinking a particular God or deity or being for your food, just think the food. Like, you know, the food has energy and it's giving you its energy. I was going to say for free, but I mean, it's not the food's fault. You had to pay for it, but you know, set the intention in there and that's going to change your entire relationship with it. It's kind of like, um, 
changing the idea that food is not the enemy, mm. have a conversation with it, disarm mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Totally. Everything is just more intuitive now, you know, like I, it's just crazy. I feel so intuitive with like what I'm doing, how I'm eating, like I'm listening to my body so much more and I'm, I'm nicer to myself and I feel less far from where to where I want to be. I still have goals and that's never going to go away. And this is another big thing that you and I have gone through so many times in the past 12 weeks is the big issue. I think that I had the biggest issue I had actually Mm -hmm. of feeling like I just wasn't there yet. Just feeling like waiting to live because I didn't have the exact body. I didn't have the exact number in my bank account. I didn't have all these things yet. Whereas I actually did have what I wanted like a year ago, but it just gradually changed. Cause I, it, you know, I just, I was always chasing something that was my big issue and not living. Yep. So yeah. What, did, what do you have to say about that? If other people feel the same, cause I know it's a very big pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give them the same tip and they're probably going to eye roll like you did when I told you, but um, two minutes of mindfulness, two minutes of presence every day. You step outside, bundle up. I don't care how cold it is. I live in Canada. Don't complain to me about the weather. Step outside, two minutes, look at the tree, look at the ground, look at the sky. Appreciate the fact that you're here. I think, again, so often we get in this seediness, get up, get going, do this, do the routine. We forget to enjoy it and we forget to take a moment to just appreciate where we've actually gotten to. Um, I'm at fault for this. We all do this. It's normal when we're trying to, you know, live in a human world, but two minutes where you're tech free, there's no music, there's nothing. It's just you and the earth and you appreciate just being, I think it's life changing. I do it myself every day and it, it changes everything. It really does just being and getting off your phone so much more like that was another big thing that directs directly helps me not being on my phone as much it's an energy sucker or just like consuming media like senselessly or mindlessly I find and even like I'm big for that I always have like some something on in the background but really being mindful of like what's playing and all of those things are going back your intuition and so like I think you've noticed too like when you watch a, a specific movie like a trash movie it's supposed to be good but then it's just like all these vibes that like yeah. don't line up to you these are all things that affect your intuition and how mindful you're being yeah um, what yeah. was that movie that I watched a couple weeks ago and then after our session I was like I fucking hated that movie it was like an Oscar nominated it was Dallas Buyers Club with Matthew McConaughey and yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was about like drug addicts dying, essentially. Like I was, I hated it. I was like watching it with Ben and it's like supposed to be such a great, beautiful movie. I fucking hated it. I was like, why am I watching this? This is depressing. Like yeah. this is not what I want to manifest into my life. So why the hell am I watching it? Yeah, no. And I think, you know, it's like one of those things where I think if you'd known like the undertone of the movie, maybe, you know, get, get in a space where you're ready, where you're not going to fully absorb that. Like, okay, I'm going to watch this movie more as a documentary and understand the perspective. Um, but if you're absorbing something like for fun, I always recommend do something light, like do something, do something just fun and positive and happy. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, no, it's good. We're, we're good. We're happy here. And something interesting as well from our 12 week program, you know, at the beginning you checked all my chakras and at the end you did as well. Yeah. Talk about that maybe. Oh my God. Yeah. Let me grab my, my scribing book and I'll see what I wrote down. Okay. Amazing. But guys, just as just waiting for Mads to get back, she used like a pendulum and checked all of my, my, um, my chakra points when we started the session or uh, in week one and then checked them again week 12. And um, it was very cool. So let's see the results. Okay. Let me see here. I don't know. Oh, there's so many pages here. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry to put you under, under the spotlight here. While you keep looking, let me know when you find out, but I'll just talk so I don't have to cut all this out because I hate editing podcasts. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it real. Um, but yeah, so basically we have like all these different chakras. We have, what are the, the different chakras? We have the sacral. We have... Um, so you start with your root down in the perineum. The sacral, which will be either in the testes or uterus, the solar plexus, which will be um, in between the diaphragm and lungs, the heart behind the breastbone, throat chakra, uh, where the Adam's apple will be, um, the mind's eye in between your eyebrows, in between your ears space, um, and then the crown at the top of your head where the child's uh, soft spot is. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So I've got them here. Your comparison. Um, did you want me to explain what the chakras do? Do you want me to just do the comparison? Whatever you think, just like a general comparison and like, I guess what each mean almost. Okay. So, um, let's start with the root. This is all about, um, a sense of stability and being safe and feeling secure. Um, so oftentimes when someone is having issues with abundance or um, are in an unsafe environment or unpredictable environment, this will be a little bit off kilter. And your root, we started out pretty strong uh, 12 weeks ago. We were at 70%. But what's awesome is we got to notice like all of the improvements of just connecting your intuition. And at the end of 12 weeks, we saw a 15% increase bringing you to 85%, which leaves you more open to receiving that abundance that we're trying to manifest, um, which I thought was really cool. Amazing. The sacral has to do with the inner child uh, creativity as well as the sex drive and passion. And we were quite inactive when we started. Your sacral was at 45%. Um, so just um, really struggling to kind of really get this stable flow of energy. Um, now we're at 70. So we've got a 35% increase there, which was awesome. Um, your solar plexus was at 80%. Now it's at 90 to 95. This is all about a sense of empowerment, um, your sense of identity, um, and kind of what roots you here in the three-dimensional realm of existence. And then I think what's been really fun to see you um, transform is that like o- that sense of overcompensation or I don't want to call it people-pleasing because it was never really that, but it was really just proving myself almost. Yeah. Prove yourself to people. And this was because your heart chakra was pretty overactive at 150%. 
Um, and we were able to bring that down 25% in 12 weeks, leaving you to be um, definitely a giver and someone who loves to take care of others, but definitely not overcompensating nearly as much. Um, and that would have been because of what was um, kind of distorted in the sacral chakra. So that's been really, really great to see. And then I know you were having a lot of throat issues whenever mm-hmm. we started. Scratchy throat. Can we tight- talk about this? Yeah. I had throat pain for for weeks before I met Mads and then like going into our sessions. My throat just felt tight and it yep. was because of my throat chakra. Yep. Um, your throat chakra was also overactive. It was like there was so much that was trying to come through that you had to say that you had to put out, but there was almost like the inner child or what was going on with the sacral chakra and the third eye was causing it to not get there. Your throat was so overactive at 160%. And we brought that all the way down to a hundred and 105, um, meaning it's in perfect operation. And now you're able to fully and authentically express yourself with a great sense of empowerment. Um, it's crazy because my throat since we've gone through that work and it was like, I think probably week eight or something that it went away. My throat stopped hurting completely. I can speak open, like like just physically it stopped hurting. So cool how that happens. Eh? Mm -hmm. That makes me believe in the work. Like it's like, that makes me really believe in it, you know? Yeah. Cause it's a symptom that you were having and only you and your body would know that. And now that it's gone, I mean, it's a clear result in my opinion. Yeah, Absolutely. (laughs) And then our last two, and I think this is where your connection to the divine got a lot stronger. Um, Your third eye was inactive at 40%. And this was because of that fear, not wanting to see the divine, not wanting to see any ghosts, you know, come around. And I think through strengthening those fears um, in the solar plexus, or not strengthening fears, strengthening, you know, the transcendence of fears in the solar plexus and sacral, we were able to get your third eye up to 60, 65%, which is almost fully active. And we're going to keep her there. (laughs) We want to bring her up to like 75. Yeah, I do. I told Mimi that we're going to bring her up with another 10, 15%, and then we can keep her at that rate and she won't have to see anything. But I do want it to be a little bit more clear take away some of the haze. Um, All right. (laughs) And then the crown was awesome. And this has everything to do with um, also all the work that you've been able to put into meditations for Mimi Method. Your crown was at 70%, meaning it was operating perfectly fine, but we maximized it. We brought it up to 100% in the 12 weeks. Um, So freaking awesome. It was so, that was honestly one of my favorite things to see was that there was these like numeric changes Mm -hmm. in in how your chakras were operating. And now everything is flowing so much more freely. So much flow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what are the next 12 weeks going to look like and full transparency with the audience? Like what work do you think I have more to like, what kind of improvements do you want to see in my life? So the next 12 weeks, it's really going to be a master manifester program. So that you're at the point where you've cleared everything, you've balanced everything, you've gotten good at that. Now we're going to really hone in. We're going to start working with the moon. We're going to figure out how we can work with um, the tides and everything like that to bring in specific energies um, at the right time. While at the same time on the opposing weeks when we don't have a new or full moon, we're really going to be working on, I think, transcending more of the um, opinions of others, I think, um, and how... Um, we can kind of shield your energy in the heart space a little bit more um, and see that more objectively and um, maybe identify more um, the 
kind of where it's coming from in other people rather than taking it immediately as something that you've done and rather using it as like a study in other people. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I want to do that. (laughs) Hey guys, let's take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community. They have thousands and thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people like you and me. So if you want to join Skillshare, you can explore new skills, you can deepen existing passions of yours, and get lost in creativity. I've been taking the Skillshare class. Um, Context is key. Social media strategy in a noisy online world by Gary Vaynerchuk. And essentially, I'm just trying to refine my social media at the moment. So that's why I've been watching a few more social media type videos. Um, I'm really trying to learn more about that at the moment. Even though I do have a presence online, I feel like I can always learn more. So it's a really cool class. They have so many classes, though. Literally everything from like productivity, film, marketing, everything. Skillshare is a great way to refresh your creativity and explore beyond your areas of focus. So you can break up your routine by exploring workshops, classes, and so much more on Skillshare. Most classes are actually under an hour, so they are short and they can fit any schedule. So explore your creativity today at Skillshare.com forward slash Mimi and the first 1000 people to use this link will get a free trial of Skillshare premium membership. So receive free access to thousands of classes for a limited time only. Be one of the first 1000 people to sign up at Skillshare.com forward slash Mimi. Now back to the episode. I'm most excited, honestly, to get to the point where your 55 day challenge is done. (gasps) We're going to celebrate hard for that. It's going to be so good. Oh my God. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. You guys, her challenge is not easy. She has to do Pilates, what, it's 30 to 45 minutes per day, two meditations, uh, two minutes of silence or uh, afternoon walk. Afternoon walk. That, one, that one's like the hardest because I'm so lazy in the afternoon and then I go on my walk and sometimes I combine the meditation in the afternoon with the walk. So I yep. do walking meditation and I just feel always so good afterwards. And I, even if I'm having like the worst day and I'm exhausted and I'm tired, my head hurts and I go for a 15 minute walking meditation, yep. I'm a new person. Game it's changer. crazy. And then I feel like that. I feel so high after my morning routine. <laughs> I love that. That's and perfect. then it kind of fades. And then in the afternoon, I do my walking meditation and it fires up again. Yeah. So that's, it's really amazing. It's really amazing. Makes me so happy. Yeah. Guys, I'm honestly like seeing her, like whenever she texted me and she said that two minutes is actually life changing. That was such a pat on the back moment for me as a coach. I was like, I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> I was when, forcing it for a reason. Yeah. When you initially, when we were discussing the things in my 55 day challenge and you were pushing the two minutes in nature, I was like, what the fuck? No, like what is that going to do? <laughs> I was like, can we not? And I fought you on it. I was like, no, this is, and I was like, no, can we, like, I don't want to do this. And then you were like, nope, we're doing it. And I was yep. like, fine. Uh, it's just two minutes. And then yeah. it's actually been such a beautiful way to reflect because I do it right after the walking meditation. Oh, cool. And okay. I lay down like on a, on one of the um, loungers near my pool outside. And I literally just look at the sky and the sky is just like 
full of stars, full of whatever it is. If it's, you know, cause I usually do my walk meditation at like five o'clock and it gets dark, like really, uh, early here now. So, um, it's just so cool to see her watching the clouds and it's just like very powerful and I feel very connected. I'm so glad. Cause I had told you, I was like, just do it for seven days. And if you still hate it, we'll change it. Yeah. 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 And no, after by the seventh day, it was a, it was a winner. So that makes totally winner. It's super cool. And I I like doing my walking meditation around 5 PM as well. Cause it's totally dark out. And in my gym, my treadmill faces a window um, that reflects when it's dark outside so I can see myself. And when I'm, and it's like a cool seeing myself because I'm doing this walking meditation, I'm looking straight into my eyes and I fully see my future self, like my higher self looking back at me. It's literally like seeing a hologram of yourself walking into your future. And I walk like I'm strutting down a fucking runway and it's oh, you, you better. That's the best way to do it. That's the only way to walk into your future. <laughs> I can't wait to create more walking meditations. I've Did I tell you I just hired um, like an audio engineer. I hired someone. So oh, we're going to make some epic walking meditations. Like my favorite one right now is the 20 minute one on Mimi method. Um, but I'm, we're going to, there's going to be so many more epic ones. Cause like they're the most popular on Mimi method. They're honestly so, so good. I actually think that was one of the ones I think I wrote down. I'm going to have to grab a book after for you, but one of the recommendations I have yeah. is for a walking meditation. Um, I love them. Honestly, they just take you on a whole new place. It's like going on a, an adventure and you don't have to do anything except move your body. <laughs> it's the best. There's yeah. something about manifesting and moving your body just gets into your cells, like in a whole new way. Well, even if we're going to take it a step further, like metaphysically speaking, the fact that you're doing physical movement while visualizing physically, well, it wouldn't be physically, but it actually moves it closer to you and faster to you, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Totally cool. They're saying to go light on the faster. People are going to take that too literally. Not necessarily it doesn't bring your meditation faster to you, but it it helps. It's Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to get in shit for my spirit team. (laughs) It's not faster. I take it back. Um, it just helps. It, it's more powerful. More powerful. And that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> you guys, this is what it's like in sessions, Mads. We'll just like casually be like, oh yeah, they're, wait, they're saying this and like listen to her spirit team. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I'll like zone out and be like, oh, hold on a second. There's a lot of chatter coming in. We'll just kind of go fucking off. cool. Yeah. I'm, it's so cool. Okay, my love. This has been such a like fast, like the time went flew by. Every time. Every time. Like a blank. Um, I know you're so booked, but like everyone listening right now will want to connect with you. I'm so excited. Where can we find you? Are you still super booked? Like, I am always open for bookings. Like we are never going to close them down. I want to help as many people, you know, reconnect um, as possible. I'm actually opening up coaching again for the 2021 year because we sold it. So uh, if those of you who are interested in doing what Mimi's doing, uh, you're going to want to jump on it before it, <laughs> it fills up again because it went quicker than I thought. Yeah, guys, it went so fast. Mads has gone like full time, like literally like this. Like yeah. y- you're so good. People recommend you to everyone and um, I'm going to be seeing you for a very long time. So oh, yeah, decades, my friend, decades. But yeah, um, if they want to book sessions, please feel free to do that on the website or my Instagram. It's just Mads Mess. Send me a message if you're having some questions about anything. Happy to chat about it all. But yeah, thank you so much for having me again. It's always fun. Oh my gosh, I love you. I love you too.